0: Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church
1: and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. So I'm really excited today to continue our My Story Month. Um, this week we have the amazing Lynn and Ryan Grobler coming up. Come on up, guys. Got some seats for you there. So um, for those of you who've been at our church for a while or just visiting last week. (laughs) Come on, you're not that shy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we do this month or this once a month just to, sorry, no, no, no. We do for one month of a year, My Story Month, where we get to share testimonies of different members and families or people in our church. And I love it so much because, you know, you can't get around and have dinner with every single person at church and find out their story. So I really love this time to be able to delve a bit deeper and to hear what God is doing and what he has done. So welcome, guys. (laughs) Oh, is it on?
2: Thank you for having
1: us. (laughs) So I have had the privilege of working with Lynn maybe about 12 months together in the office um, upstairs and I know that these guys are just such a beautiful family. I've just been so blessed by knowing them. And uh, so why don't you share with us um, about who you are, who's in your family and
0: yeah. Okay, um, so we come from South Africa. Um, I was born in a Christian home in Durban, South Africa, and I have, well actually I was born in Zimbabwe, and then my parents moved, and I have a twin sister called Nikki, and then I've got a brother in, who's still in South Africa, my sister Nikki is here, she's just moved to the Gold Coast, and my parents are both late, I had beautiful Christian parents, and then we moved, um, we decided as a family to move to Australia, went for much safer and more beautiful here. And yeah, that's pretty much a bit of history.
2: Yeah, we got... uh, Yeah, we got uh, two little little kids outside, Samuel and Hannah. Um, I was also born back in South Africa in a place called Durban. Uh, So excited to have moved to Australia, just hearing what's going back up and back home. How bad things are happening so we're so blessed to be in Australia um, been married for 12 13 14 years now um, I'll give Lynn the middle 15 16 <laughs> just not love 18 <laughs> okay 14 years yeah and um, I had the privilege to be of that 14 years married 8 years to her twin sister as well because they were so close. No, no, like really, we were married. She lived next door to us and I used to make meals for both of them. And then when I used to fight, I used to go around the back and give her sister food through the window. And she's like, what are you doing next door? I'm like, no, nothing. She's like, are you feeding my sister again? And yes, I am. So yeah, so very excited that they up here as well. Extremely close to them. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've met Nikki before. I think I met her on the first day you guys came into our church. She's just lovely. So um, that's nice to know that you guys live so closely together.
2: It's, that's debatable. <laughs> lovely. Anyway, we'll carry on.
1: Oh, so um, would you guys mind telling us something about yourselves that we may not know? Something else that we may not know?
0: Something you may not know about me is I actually. Um, was flying for work. I, I had to fly an interstate quite a lot at my old work, and um, for Samuel's first birthday, I actually had to get away um, for work, and I was on a plane, and um, that plane lost an engine. So I actually thought that that was going to be my last day alive, and um, it was quite scary because it just dropped altitude and it just started to go like the plane, and they asked us to do the brace command and kiss yourself goodbye, and basically they said that um, the chances of that happening is like less than, it's it's less than one in a million, so it was really scary, and I prayed, and I just said, Lord, if this is my day, like, I don't want to go on my son's birthday, and the most amazing thing is they couldn't find anywhere to land, so what they did is they just like, by God's grace, it limped back, because we were 40 minutes into the flight, and we managed to make it back, back home, but yeah, it, it, it's something that wouldn't happen, to, probably not happen to anyone wow. in, 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 in the country. It's like quite something. And so how do you feel about flying now? It took me a while to fly again, but then my, my, my managing director at that time told me to get on a plane as soon as possible. He said, otherwise you'll never fly again. Yeah. And I did that, and by God's grace, I'm actually not a nervous flyer now. Because I don't <sighs> think that'll ever happen to me again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow, that is a wild
1: story. I've always been fine with flying, but I don't know how I would (laughs) feel if that was my experience. I know Joe got bit by a spider once and he's terrified now,
0: so. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, you know, you always wonder how you react in something like that if you think it's your last day. And I just can't believe how, especially men are so calm. Because I was that crazy, wild, <laughs> like I just went ballistic at the back there. And then they, they, like, I just freaked out, completely freaked out. And then I thought, well, if it's going to be our time, I just have to, I just started to pray, actually. I actually started to pray. And then, by God's grace, we got back there. But it was quite a hair-raising experience. Wow. So lucky that you were
1: on the plane then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah,
2: Mary? I know a guy that's got bitten by a cockroach. Which you guys don't know about. (laughs) Really. And you famous, bro. I've told everybody about you. (laughs) I know this guy that's been bitten by a cockroach. And they're like, yo, whatever. I'm like, no, seriously. A big cockroach. (laughs) Um, No, uh, I enjoy Lionel Richie music. Can you believe it? Yeah. And uh, my wife took me to a concert. And uh, I actually started dancing to Lionel Richie music. And I was like a bit worried about it but it's all good <laughs> but yeah
1: oh i love it i love it i i wish i knew more about lionel ritchie to be able to make a comment but you know what you, oh, you got
2: all you night good. long <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can you <laughs> oh okay moving along <laughs> so how long have you been active members of c3 cough sabbath
0: We've been active members since we arrived in Australia, which was the beginning of 2019. So when we arrived, we first went to Kingscliff because we've got quite a lot of friends in Gold Coast and we thought it would help us settle, but we struggled to find work there. So then we came to Coffs Harbour and so we went to the C3 at Kingscliff with the Godfrey's just for three weeks. So It was beautiful. And then we came here. So, yeah, beginning of 2019.
1: Yeah, awesome. And um, you guys got involved pretty well straight away, didn't you? I remember that about you.
0: Yes, yeah. we did. We kind of we were very involved in our church. In fact we met in church, um, back home. So we kind of just always feel like as soon as you get involved and in, you so and it's amazing, hey, when you when you start sewing and you get involved, you blessed. It's it's just funny, it's like the Beatitudes, everything is upside down, Like in the Beatitudes of Jesus turns everything um, that you think is normal upside down. Blessed is a meek so I just feel like when you sew you are, you are blessed, and that's not why we do it. We just believe that it's good to be in the community of believers.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're
2: also always involved in kids' ministry. Um, every single church that we've gone to, we've got, always got involved in that. So we find that as soon as we get to a church, God just always draws us to the kids, and it just helps us get involved in church and enjoying it. So yeah, our hearts are always for the kids' ministry, so that's what that's good
1: yeah and you guys do such an awesome job out there I know um it's been so nice coming back to church and hearing all the kids be so stoked and be like I want to go back to church I want to come back and Bear's loving it this year so yeah you guys do such a beautiful job and Lynn you're working in the office as well yes I'm
0: working in the office and I really enjoy it I feel it's such a blessing to work with Anna and Justin I love my time with you I watched Beck, and she's so gracious and so beautiful and just so everything. Like, I'm quite outspoken and loud, and everyone knows how I feel that <laughs> day. Beck is so gracious. I just wish I was more like you, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that side of you at all. <laughs> you weren't there long enough. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, we're so different, but I just love who you are. And I just feel like it's such a blessing to walk along. You know, I had a friend in our old church, and she was very prophetic, and she she ministered a lot to People in leadership because when you're in leadership, it's very, it can be very draining, and that's why um, leaders spend a lot of time with the Lord because people are coming to you with their problems, and you're feeling like you're pulled in every direction. And I feel like she, this this lady who is a prophet said to me, she ministers to leaders, and she said she feels like she walks with kings. And I just feel like it's been such a privilege to in the office with anna and justin because you know we see them i see them and you just you see how, how they they manage things they manage relationships and i just feel like it's a season where i've walked with kings and it's so beautiful oh
1: that's so awesome
0: um
1: and so just going on that um Lynn, you mentioned, or you both mentioned that you grew up in church. Would you mind sharing your testimonies with us? How, how did you come to know Jesus?
2: Well, um, I was brought up in a Dutch Reformed church. That's very legalistic. Um, I actually thought about it before we, we got these questions. I was actually thinking about it, like, going through the whole thing. And I couldn't, couldn't believe, like, I remember you used to sit in this little wooden chair and you'll wait for the back door to open, and then all the elders would walk through, and then you should stand up, and then the pastor would walk through, and then you'll go stand right at the top, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like, you know, like that's, that's, and I was brought up in that, and you weren't allowed to speak. You always had to be quiet, and then the one day my brother came up to me, and he's like, I wanna show you Jesus for real, and I was like, okay, this is like a bit weird. So he took me into like an English church, called glenridge and praise and worship started and it was similar to what it was this morning and people started running around with flags and people were like screaming had their hands up and i was like what is going on with these people there's something wrong here <laughs>
1: you've entered a circus <laughs> and i'm like
2: Ooh, okay but then instantly i felt comfortable and i was like wow god you actually they gods here you know i could feel them he was there his presence was there and people were comfortable people weren't like all nervous like can i put my hands up or not and um, then what happened was the one night we were sitting at this church and uh, the pastor said "Um, tonight we're going to do a a special meeting we're going to call people up that want to give their lives to the lord but we're not going to close our eyes and i was like oh no this is going to be me and i felt like something pushing me i was like okay and instantly god i just felt that i had to get up and um, i stood up and i i stood there for a while and there was it's about a thousand people in this church and they all turned and looked at me and i was like the only person that morning that evening to to like give my life to the lord and um, i was like everybody's looking at me like it's, it's like crazy but the most amazing thing, it felt like a thousand angels celebrating that I gave my life to the Lord that night. Um, And he called me to the front and there was a a elder that was standing there and he gave me a hug. And I was like, afterwards, I was like, I've never been hugged like that before. He's like, yeah, I've never ever hugged people like that before. And he said, like, he he didn't even know that he hugged me like that. He says, the presence of God that was around me when I gave my life to the Lord was just incredible. Wow. And it felt like chains just breaking off me from all the legalism and all that stuff that I've been through, just break off. And then I was just like, it was free. Freedom just came over me. Wow. And you could actually see things like falling off me. And that and was so amazing. it was like, and since then, we're still mates. We're very good mates.
1: Wow, that's so incredible. And I love that you said... You felt like there was a thousand angels around you celebrating because that's what it's all about. When someone gives their life to the Lord, that's what it is. It's a huge celebration in heaven and on earth. So I love that you you felt that and that the presence was so strong for you. And how, how old were you then when you got to that church? Um,
2: 22? Yeah, yeah
1: 22. Yeah. And Lynn, you were at that same church?
0: I was, and I was praying for her husband. <laughs> <laughs> What happened was I was in that church for quite a while, and but I had some bad relationships, like some really un- unhealthy relationships, and I just love how God is so into the detail because even in worship today, He was saying about how you turn graves into gardens, and even and then the other song was about how He set us free, and you know, you know, what is so incredibly beautiful that we didn't even know those songs would be on today, but. I had some terrible relationships and I just seemed to have, bit, I just seemed to make bad choices. And I felt like I, I, I would never meet someone. And, ha, and I used to see all these happy families at church and have these beautiful babies. And I just, I'd almost given up. And then I had I'd seen Rihanna at church and I said to God, if I, if you, that is just totally my kind of man. Please Lord, if you send someone to me, can it be someone that looks like him and he, he's just everything I would like. I know it's- uh, Whoa, whoa. Take <laughs> But he's just totally my type of man. They were just the way he looked and everything and I was like and that was a year before we actually started to date. And I had actually seen him with his brother. So I got my sister to ask his brother if he if he was involved with someone. And then I heard that he was he had actually he had, had a girlfriend. So but he was she was never at church with him. So then I just like for a year I just left it and I was just crying out to God to meet someone and I felt like I actually needed healing in that time too. And God started to heal me and then the one, um, the one uh, service, they were actually, um, before, you, but, but you, as I was praying in, in, into my healing, something really bad had happened and I had, had a breakup and I walked into church and one of the elders, who was actually a friend of my parents, just walked up to me and he said, you know, I know God has told me you're broken. And he said, like a mosaic, you know, when, he, when, when glass is put together and it looks so beautiful once it's all put together like a, a vase or you could say vase, um, and all the different colors. He said, that's what God's going to do with your life. So I held on to that promise. And then a year later, um, I had one of the pastors was leaving to start a church. So everyone was standing on chairs and clapping and clapping, and I saw Rihanna again. And say, I just said, Lord, remember what I asked you. you know? And then he had actually, and then a week or two later, he just saw me at the, at the coffee shop there, and he asked me for, to go for a coffee. And after that, we just saw each other every day. And he fetched me in his dad's Jeep Cherokee, and I was like, wow, God, he's even got money too. This is like amazing. <laughs> oh, whoa, hold on. <laughs> then, <laughs> I still got money. <laughs> and then I found out it was his dad's car, so he was driving around in But I still My, liked him anyway. Mine we went could, in we could, for could. a
2: service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was just so incredible. And God, yeah, and we just committed to God and we just wanted him to. We wanted to walk our relationship with purity and start everything over and God was so good to us. And yeah, and we got married just before Valentine's Day and um, it's so amazing because the, uh, the leaders and the elders that were walking us through our, our courtship before we got married, actually they had the date with us on Valentine's Day just so we didn't do anything crazy before and uh, yeah, our wedding was very special.
1: Oh, that's so awesome.
2: But she left out the part where she was staring at my legs. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you've got the most beautiful legs. And you know, when somebody looks at you, you're like, when you, Okay, when you were single and somebody looks at you, you like pull your calf a bit tighter. And I saw it. Like,
0: I don't I really know. Okay, I, can't, I can't remember say those I ever did days that. when she was looking at you and you went, Uh uh-uh. uh. But God's been good to us and He's just, He's my match. He's so patient, He's so kind. I can be really wild and quite. I've got a wild side, but, <laughs> and he's just so calm. And God, God is so incredible, and that's why when he, when when that song came up, he, he turns graves into gardens. I could never have imagined having such a beautiful husband and, and such good kids. And yes, oh, everyone thanks, has a, right? everyone has ups and downs. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying that we don't have our <laughs> arguments. And but yeah. um, God has turned a grave into a garden because I never knew I would have beautiful children and he's brought us to this beautiful Oz and he's hes so kind and there's never, there's always hope. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, no, that is, it's such a beautiful story. Um, and Lynn, that's the church that you got saved in as well. So you said that one of the elders was friends of your parents, did your family, did
0: you grow up in that so church? My parents, it was like all sister kind of churches. So, my parents were elders in a few churches and we grew up like, in in the faith and we knew the way but i think as we got older and we we started to go out and party a bit me and my sister and brother the three of us you yeah, could a little bit wild. and we we kind of lost our way you have to know, know god yourself you know you can't you, know, you can't um, have a relationship with god because your parents do yeah. so i had to get to know him and i think even making bad choices and having a few bad relationships myself it made me realize that I needed him, and yeah, and I, I found that that was a, a God moment for me when I walked into that church because I'd made bad relationships and, and not, I, hadn't, I just had made bad choices and been with people that didn't serve God. And so I knew the difference and I knew what was right. So when I came back to him, and then that guy just walked up to me and said, This is what God's just told me, I just knew he loved me and I knew he had a plan and I knew there was hope. Yeah. So, yeah so, but I know like, we, we definitely grew up in a Christian home. My sister and brother, we all still love God. We all serve God. It's just you have to find them yourself.
1: Yeah. I think that's so um, important to remember when we go to share our testimonies because often can people, people can get distracted and go, oh, well, um, I grew up in church in a Christian household, so I don't really have much of a story. But it's exactly that. It's that even growing up, in a Christian home, you made that decision yourself and you had that revelation of God and his goodness in your lives. So, it's so powerful. Um, so, yeah.
0: And I think Rianne just wanted to share a bit about our visa because that is just another amazing testimony of how good God was to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um you guys said that this was the story that you wanted to share in talking about um, describing a time where God was really kind and showed Absolutely. you such kindness in your life so I'm really excited to hear so
2: that. it is extremely difficult to get into Australia like really difficult um, so coming from a third world country into a first world and having your own business back in, in South Africa they want a lot of information like are you are you going to come to Australia as a like a leech, or are you gonna come and give something to the country? So for instance, I had a, ran a business for 10 years back in South Africa, and I want every single document, every single invoice, every single quote, to know that I've been running a proper business and a plumbing business, for, for and then I know the plumbing industry. Um, so what happened was is we did our visa the same time as Lynn's sister but because he was working for a company, they just had to write a letter and say, okay, fine. He is capable of doing what he's doing. So he got it. They got their visa within like six months. Um, and with, for instance, with us, it took us two years to get our visa. Um, and we got to a stage where people were saying, Oh no, you're not going to go to Australia. You're not going to make it. Um, and we got under like immense attack over those two years. And um, I remember going outside my mom's place. So so what happened was is we said, okay, fine, we're gonna walk in faith. So we sold our house. It sold within three days. Um, we sold everything and we were like, okay, now we're walking in faith. And then it took another seven months or six months after that for us to get our visa. But in that period, we were like, God, you need to fight for us. And that's where that song today, like God fights for you. But when you're in that situation, you don't feel like God's fighting for you because you're like, God, what's going on? You know, I should have my visa already and I should be in Australia already. And um, I remember going outside my mom's house and I was like, God, I'm getting attacked by the enemy and I feel like you're not there. I'm handing this over to you. Please, can you you walk with it? And I think it was within three weeks, we got a phone call at like four o'clock in the morning to say, congratulations, you've got your visa. And you look back at it and it's just like encouragement for anybody out there that's going through a hard time. You know, I look back and I'm standing on top of the mountain because I've already gone through the valley. And I look, and I look down towards the, the valley and I'm like, God, it's just so beautiful. And I go, oh, God, you were with me in that situation when I walked down that rock. You were with me in there. You were there, 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 all the way to the top. And then you actually realize God was there. And you were going through stages where you had to learn how to be patient. You had to, be, you had to learn to work a bit harder in that situation. And it's just amazing. Like, you know, you think to yourself, God, you've just like, left me. You, you throw me out to the wolves and you're making people laugh at me. And like God's going, no, 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 I've got your back. You, you just walk through it. I'll look after you and I'll teach you a couple of things while you're at it. And it's, like, amazing how the the patience that I've learned over this period of trusting God and knowing that God's got everything in control. And it turns out always for the best.
0: And he's always got the best for us because what happened is there's an English test that you have to pass to get into the country, and you actually have to get very high marks for it. And Rian kept on getting, like, I I think, I'm guessing, but it's like 70 or 80 you have to get, and Rian just got the 65, 65. But we could come on another visa at that English level, but it didn't have Medicare and PR and all the things that you kind of, when you're moving to another country, you want to know you're going to stay there. You don't have to, you're not going to get sent back. So, and it's very, it's, it's a, South Africa is a scary place to live. We had to, the reason why we decided to immigrate is because we had to start teaching our children how to react in a hijacking situation. There were gunshots at night. It was very, it was, so we knew that it was time to get out. But How good God is, is eventually we said, okay, with those English marks, we're just gonna go for the lower visa. We'll come here and then we'll prove ourselves and get our PR. And um, my sister and my sister's husband were just so incredible to us at that time because they had got the higher visa and they said they're not going without us and they fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed and we all fasted and prayed. They were just so incredible to us at that time. And Chris said, just go and do that test again, Nikki's husband. He said, go and do that test again. I just, I've got, I've, I feel it in my spirit. You have to go and do that test again. And We were like quite grumpy because he had done it and he was just, he was over it now. He just wanted, to, we just wanted to get you. So he went and he hardly even studied for it. He went and did it again. And then he, um, at the last minute, he got the, the highest marks that he could have f- for that test. So we, at the last minute, we paid for our visa, which was $7,000 and we had to pay again for another visa because it was so much of a better visa. It gave us PR, Medicare and all the benefits. So at the last moment god was so incredibly kind to us that we didn't only just come on a visa that was a temporary visa we actually came on 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 the best one and that's why he's he's just got the best for us you know and in that time like we had heard some murmurs of people we used to go on holiday with a group of friends of ours and like plan at the year end all the time and all our friends were some of our friends were naughty and saying don't worry they'll be here just book them on the holiday and we we knew that god had called us and we knew that we were going to move And at that time, we had a few people around us just backing us and praying for us, and my sister and her husband were just so incredible, and we had, we had, uh, I had some friends at work that were also just so incredible, and behind me, and saying, this is is coming for you, and I just believe that, in the Bible it says, if you walk with the wise, you remain wise, uh, become wise, if you walk with fools, you know, so... And I think we've got to be so careful of who we are around. I'm, I'm saying we've got to minister and love people. I am saying that. But I think when it comes to your circle and the people you trust, it's really important to make sure that you're around people that, that do back you and do pray for you. Because we have the highs and we have the lows. And, um, you, yeah, it's important to pray pray and ask God for people around you that, that you can that, that you trust and that really are in your corner. Because if it wasn't for for them, especially my sister and her husband, who prayed and fasted and we were on their knees for us. I don't know if we'd be here. And they weren't coming without us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even right. though
0: they, they had their visa.
1: Um, and when we were chatting midweek about your story and what you wanted to share, you said that, you know, you felt like you had a testimony before you moved to Australia. Yes. But this has actually been such a huge life-changing yes move for you that you know now you feel like oh now i feel like i know the absolutely. kindness of god and how to trust him yeah absolutely like we
2: can our personal my person i can go through anything right now because i know that god's with me um because i never understood the love of god um, until like a couple of months before we left um the church that we used to go to had like an r group where a bunch of men come in the morning together and then they pray for each other and the one guy, I was like, yes, um, I came on the crossroad, and God met me, and He loved me, and I got filled, and I was like, what are you talking about? I don't understand that. I've never experienced a love like that. And then the following week, it was my turn, and they prayed for me and all that, and the love of God just came over me. And having that love of God, knowing that He's got your back, you'll be able to get through anything. Yeah. And even now, in life walking forward, I know... God, you got my back, you love me, and you're going to walk me through this, and I'm going to get out on the other side, and it's going to be the best for me, you know, so it's just like an encouragement, you know, that you, it's just God's always good, or God's always good, yeah. always, yeah. you know, so yeah, so it was, it has been a very tough time for us, and knowing that God's always there for us, it just makes it easier
0: yeah.
2: to get through anything,
0: Australia has been like our most beautiful surprise. Like we were scared to give up everything we know. Rion had, he had done well, but at the end it was hard. Business was getting tough. And um, I was working for a big corporate and I, I worked with beautiful people. I, I loved the people. They were like family I worked for. But um, we were scared to give up everything and come here. It, it's scary. You, you don't, it's unknown. We never even had visited Australia. My sister had come here and said, okay, we can live here. So I just took her at a word with that. But... It's just so beautiful, and we, we go to the beach, and we look here, and it's so safe, and we're so happy, and it's just, it's been a, the most amazing surprise. So, yeah, you, know, you give up everything, and God just had so much good for us here. And you know, joining this church family has been so incredible. We've met such a beautiful network, other uh, South African families that are here that are so special to us, and, they're taking over the church, by the way. These more and more <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> I've been noticing that. But, yeah, so we, we feel so blessed, and God God is so incredibly good.
1: Yeah, so it's just such a beautiful story of surrender and trust and faith, and faith on your behalf and faithfulness, the faithfulness of God over your lives and over your family. Um, I especially love that last part about the visa change and how God really just had you there yeah just that protection and provision for you and your children um so our next question is what do you do practically that helps you stay connected to God
0: so it's been a long six weeks of holidays with the kids <laughs> 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 but I think you know like I love to do walks even yesterday I did a walk and I just talk to God and I tell him you know I tell him my concerns and I I I, 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 I I wake up and I speak to God and I say good morning to him and I speak to him and I go to bed and I, I speak to him. I love the app because when you look at that app, it's the first thing I see in the morning is that it to scripture, and I can tell you something, it is unbelievable how pertinent it is for, for your life for, for that day. And I just, that's why I just, what is so amazing about God, he's a God of detail. There's no coincidences. You look at that, your, your scripture and it's exactly what you need for that day i just laugh sometimes because he's so, <laughs> so kind and i think yeah so for me i've always had um i just like to read one chapter a day i, I haven't been able to do it every, every all the time in the holidays but one chapter is good enough because if you try and i, I once uh, tried to read the bible in, so, in, in a year and then you're just breezing through it and your mind is somewhere else but if you can just do one chapter a day it can be, mean something to you in that day and it's it, it, it's it's the meat the spiritual meat that you need for that day so that's an encouragement, one, one chapter a day. It's not a lot to do, and it, it will change your life.
2: That's beautiful. Um, sorry, just to come back on how good God is, um, I remember when we came here, I FaceTimed my parents, and I showed them the house that we live in, and she goes, why is there no walls around the house? I'm like, what do you mean, Mom? She's like, I can see your neighbor's everything. And I'm like, yes, this is Australia, Mom. This is how good God is. And the only person that, only thing that we got running through the house now is a bush turkey. <laughs> and we've actually named them Moses. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just like people back at, back at home yeah. seeing where God has brought you. Wow. And they go, wow, well, God is good. Yeah. Yeah, for me, um, staying up to date is the, is the fellow staff members at work because yeah. I get a lot of questions. It's just myself and Steph that are Christians at at work um, and so we just get questions all the time like you know so we've got to keep up to date because you've got to answer those questions or else you're going to be in big trouble and they want the correct answer so yeah that's just also like Lynn said every morning reading a little scripture before I go to work um, you know just having a conversation with them through the day putting praise and worship on um, it's quite funny when they get into the youth that I'm driving and Praise and Worship is playing. And then they get back and they go, oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I was <laughs> like, yeah, you've been driving my youth. He's like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love
0: it. And then the one guy asked, can you please have, what is that one song? And I was listening to it. <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah. Oh,
2: so good. That I raise a hallelujah. And because the one day we were on a roof, on a roof and I heard this song. Playing and I was like, oh, it's probably on my phone. I've got to put my phone off. And I was like, it's not playing off my phone. And here's this guy around the corner. I raise a hallelujah. (laughs) I'm like, whoa! Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. We're getting there.
0: That's awesome. I love it.
1: Um, And it's a big responsibility being, you know, boss man and looking after all those guys. Yeah. So I'm
2: actually working for somebody. Obviously working for them. Yeah. So but it's still a big responsibility, you yeah. know? Coming from South Africa where you've got 10 people working for you to do a job, where here it's one person to do the job. Because yeah, okay. labor is very cheap back in South Africa. Um, so for instance, building a wall, you'll have 40 people building a wall, where in Australia it will only be two. Yeah. So it has been a, quite a change um, from coming from South Africa working in Australia. Yeah. But it's good, we're loving it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can tell you got for those um listening on the podcast rand's got like the biggest smile on her face and <laughs> looks like a Cheshire cat right now. <laughs> so good. Um but I love those tips that you shared, just being real, you know, it's holiday time, the kids are all home, you've had your family here visiting and being away with them and so it's just about that daily talking with Jesus and just keeping in step and reading the word. So powerful. Um and our last question for today is, how would you encourage someone who is exploring faith
0: or struggling with their faith? In the Bible it says, you will, seek, you will um, find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I think, um, god I know God loves us. And so I feel like if you're exploring faith and you want to know, I think just ask Him and spend time with Him and seek Him. Even if you don't know how to read the Bible, you can just say, God, show me something. Show me something right now because He's the King of the universe. He can do that. I ne- I'll never forget, my friend was, on, was actually praying for something and she's, she was a very good Christian friend of mine. She's in Doha in a big church there now. But she asked God, if you, she was asking God about a big change that she was going to make in her life. And it might sound like, High in the clouds but i love the story and she said lord if you if i should make this choice i just want to see a white butterfly just come past me and she said that she hadn't seen anything and she said she was just sitting there waiting on god and she said then like 10 white butterflies just went past her and you know he's the king of the universe he's in charge of nature he's in charge of the weather he's in charge of the universe he can do that so all I'm saying is just ask God to show you. He can open doors and just slowly, if it feels like too much, just ask him to show you and open one door at a time as to, uh, for for your journey. But to me, I would just encourage you, reach out, because he loves us and he, he wants us as his own.
2: Gee, that was good, love. Yeah. Whoa. Are you preaching next week? Um, just to come back to to that, for me, it's just when i went through the visa process i was cross with god because i was like lord i didn't do anything wrong why do i have to go through this but i just kept going back to him and i just kept going back to him like even being upset with him i just kept going back because i knew it was the right thing and i knew looking back at what i've been through and how he's always been there for me so if you're going through a hard time god is always there and god is good God is so so good, and He loves you so much. Yeah. If we could just understand the amount of love that He has for us, then we'll be, then we'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you guys so much for sharing your stories. It's been so beautiful to hear and so encouraging as well. And Ryan, I love how. Um, Sorry, just, I was just thinking back to you at work and how the guys are singing the worship songs now. You know, to be a witness in your workplace, it, it's just you just be yourself. Like, you just leave your music on in the you, You're just open to their questions, and I love that because you don't have to go out really trying and hunting them down. It's just be who you are, yep. and God will just shine out of you. So That's
0: it. thank no, you so Just be much. real, too. Like, I mm. feel like it's so important... Um, just to be yourself and be real, and uh, yeah, I know most of people in this Christian family will love you anyway, like I'm pretty real, sometimes maybe too real, <laughs> but, you know, people always know where you're at, and, and we don't know, we, we, we're accepting, and like, and like um, Beck said this morning, have grace for one another, but just be who you are. Mm, yeah. yeah,
1: so good. Well, can I ask one of you to pray for us this morning as we close the service? Are
2: we doing rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, thank you for your love, Father. Thank you that you care about detail. Thank you, Father, that you died on the cross for us just to show us the love that you have. I pray for every single person yet this morning, Father, that whatever they're going through, Lord, that you'll show them the way, that you'll show them your love, Lord Jesus, that they'll feel your peace and they'll they'll feel your breath just blowing over them. Father, we just give you all the glory, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you for everything that you've done for us and all the answered prayers, Father. We just thank you for that, and we love you, Jesus, and thank you for everything. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Hey, if um, yeah, give me a round of applause. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.